Translations of the Quran in other languages are not called the Quran. They're called mal or explanations of the Quran. If they have been prepared by devout Muslims who are experts and who have good intentions towards the subject, they can be read in order to understand the meaning of the Quran. There's nothing wrong with this. They cannot be read as the Quran itself, however. It does not yield thawab to read them as the Quran. On the contrary, it is a sinful act to do so. Muslims should read the Quran as Allah Ta'ala revealed it. It yields thawab also to read it without understanding the meaning. Certainly, it is all the more blessed and better to read it and to understand the meaning. Different dialects of Arabic are spoken in Egypt, in Iraq, in Hejaz, and in Morocco. In which of these dialects of Arabic will the Quran be explained? For understanding the Quran, it is necessary to know Quraysh Arabic, not today's Arabic. For understanding the Quran, it is necessary to wear out the elbows with studying for years. We should understand it by reading the tafsirs and the explanations written by Islamic savants who have understood it by studying so. Youngsters who read the jerry-made translations will consider the Quran as a book consisting of mythological stories, unnecessary and useless thoughts, or only ordinary words. Taking a dislike to the Quran, to Islam, they will become disbelievers. That seems to be a new stratagem, a new trick of Islam's enemies in their efforts to misguide Muslims and martyrs' children towards an irreligious education and by duping them into reading translations of the Quran al-Karim. And for that end, they exploit all sorts of casuistry, such as, read the Quran in pure Turkish, do not read the Arabic Quran, which is in a foreign language. Hadrat ibn Hajari Makki writes in the 37th page of his book, fatwa e fiqiyah it is haram according to the unanimity of savants to write the quran in any letters other than arabic or to translate it into any other language and then read it in the name of reading the quran al kareem hadrat salman e farisi radiyallahu ta'ala an did not write the surah al-fatiha in persian for the iranians he did not write its translation either he wrote the persian explanation of the surah al-fatiha it is haram to write it in letters other than Arabic, or to read the Quran, which is written so. It is haram, according to the unanimity, even to change the Quran by writing it in Arabic letters as it is read. To write so would mean to dislike what the Salaf al-Salahin, that is, the early Muslims, did, and to regard them as ignorant. For example, in the Quran al-Karim, the word ribbu is pronounced and read as ribba, but it is not permissible to write it as it is pronounced. When the Quran is translated into other languages, the ijaz of Allah's word is defiled and the divine poetry changes. It is haram to change the places of the ayats in any surah, for the order of the ayats is certainly correct, but the correctness of the order of the surahs is established through supposition. For this reason, it is makru to read and write it by changing the order of the surahs. It is incorrect to say that writing the Quran in other letters or writing or reading its translation will facilitate learning it. Even if it were correct, that would not cause it to be permissible. It is written in Maudu'at ul-Ulum, quote, Teachings in the Quran are of three categories. The first category comprises facts which he has not imparted to anybody. Nobody besides Allah himself knows him, his names, and attributes. The second type of knowledge he has intimated only to Hadrat Muhammad, No one besides this exalted prophet and the superior servants who are his inheritors can explain this type of knowledge. Examples of this are the ayats called Utashabi. The third category embodies teachings which he has communicated to his prophet and has commanded him to teach to his ummat. This knowledge also is of two parts. The first part contains kisas or histories, which describe the states of past people, 
and the Akbar, news, which explains the things that he has created and will create in this world and in the next. These can be understood only after being explained by Rasulullah They cannot be understood through mind or experimentation. The second type can be understood through mind, experimentation, and by learning Arabic. Such is the case with deriving rules from the Quran and understanding scientific knowledge. Imam E. Nasafi writes in Aqaid, meanings are to be given in accordance with the Arabic teachings. It will be ilhad, which means to go out of the religion by misunderstanding one or more parts of the Quran. He who does so is called a mulhid, and disbelief to give other meanings, as did the aberrant Ismailis, one of the groups of the Shiites. Those who make corrupt tafsirs according to their own minds and opinions are of five types. Firstly, ignorant people who do not know the prerequisites that are necessary for tafsir. Secondly, those who interpret ayats that are mutashabih, which are not clear in their meaning. Number three, those in the aberrant groups and religion reformers who interpret according to their corrupt thoughts and wishes. Fourthly, those who interpret without understanding well enough through proofs and documents. And fifthly, those who interpret incorrectly by following the nafs and the devil. All the rules of Islam are derived from the Quran. The Quran incorporates within itself all the rules contained in the heavenly books sent to all prophets, salawatullahi alayhim, and even more. Those with blind eyes, little knowledge, and short brains cannot see this fact. These rules in the Quran are of three types. Men of reason and knowledge can easily understand the first type of rules through the verse, through the signal, through the denotation, through the inclusion, through the necessitation, and through the conclusion of the nas. That is, every ayat has various meanings and edicts with respect to its sentence, signal, denotation, inclusion, necessitation, and conclusion. Nas means ayats and hadiths with clear and obvious meanings. The second type of rules in the Quran cannot be understood clearly. They can be derived through ishtihad and istinbat. So ishtihad is the ability to understand the meanings of symbolic ayats in the Quran, and istinbat is, means to extract the essence of something. In the ahkam-i-ishtihadiyya, the rules of the second type that can be understood through ishtihad, any one of the ashab karam could disagree with the Prophet, Yet these rules could not have been defective or doubtful during the time of our Prophet because if a wrong ishtihad was formulated, Hadra Jabril al-Islam would descend and the wrong ishtihad would immediately be corrected by Allah Thereby, right and wrong were immediately differentiated from each other on the spot. However, rules that were derived after our Prophet wasallam honored the next world were not so and the correct and incorrect ishtihads remained mixed. It's for this reason that it is necessary both to practice and to believe the rules that were derived during the time of Wahi. It is necessary to practice the rules that were derived after our Prophet also, yet it does not spoil one's Iman to doubt about an ishtihad on which there has not been ijma. The third group of rules in the Quran are so profound, so well hidden, that human power falls short of understanding and deriving them. They cannot be comprehended unless they are explained by Allah Ta'ala. And this fact has been shown and explained only to our Prophet It has not been explained to anybody else. These rules also are derived from the Quran. 
Yet since they have been explained by the Prophet wasallam, they are called Sunnat. Concerning the rules of the first and third types, nobody can disagree with the Prophet. All Muslims have to believe and follow them. But on the ahkam e ishtihadiya, every mushtahid, and a mushtahid is one who understands the hidden symbolic meanings in the Quran, it has to follow the rule that he has derived. He cannot follow the rules of other mushtahids. A mushtahid cannot say that another mushtahid has been wrong or that he has deviated from the righteous way on account of his ishtihad. For each mushtahid, his own ishtihad is correct and right. Our Prophet wasallam would command his sahabis whom he sent to distant places to act in accordance with the rules of the Quran on matters they would be confronted with. But in case they could not be found in the Quran, to look them up in the hadiths. And in case they could not be found there either, to act in accordance with their own understandings and ishtihads. He would forbid them from following others' inferences and ishtihads, even if others were more learned and greater than themselves. No mushtahid. None of the Ashabi Kiram ever anathemized another mushtahid or sahabi on account of their ishtihad or called their ishtihad wrong. They did not utter such evil terms as sinner or aberrant about those who disagreed with them. The greatest of the mushtahids succeeding the Ashab i Kiram is Imam i Azham Abu Hanifa. This great leader had wara and taqwa. In everything he did, he followed our Prophet ﷺ in the fullest sense of the word. He reached such a high grade in ishtihad and istinbat that no one else could be compared with him. There had been people before him who were more learned and greater than he, yet during their lifetimes, liberations rather, had not spread. Therefore, they had not prepared gauges to differentiate what was correct from what was incorrect. Instead, they had dealt with more valuable matters. Hadrat Imam Ishafi, the leader of the Shafi Madhab, which is one of the four righteous madhabs in matters pertaining to Islamic practices, said, All mujtahid are Imam I Azham Abu Hanifa's children. He said so because he understood something of the genius of this great leader of Ishtihad. Hadrat Isa, that's Jesus, السلام, after descending from heaven in a time close to the end of the world, will act in accordance with Hadrat Muhammad's religion and will derive rules from the Quran. Hadrat Muhammad Parisa, one of the great Islamic sovereigns, says, All the rules which such a great prophet as Hadrat Isa السلام, will derive through ishtihad will be in agreement with the rules in the Hanafi madhab. That is, they will conform with the great leader's ishtihad. This shows how accurate and how correct the great leader's ishtihad is. The awliya, person or persons who Allah loves, said that they saw through the heart's eye that the Hanafi madhab was like an ocean while the other madhabs were like small rills or, and brooks. Hadrat Imam i Azam Abu Hanifa surpassed everybody also in following the sunnat in his ijtihad, and he even took Mursal hadiths, as well as Musnad hadiths, as documents. He also held the words of the Asabi Kiram superior to his own understanding and findings. He understood better than anybody else the greatness of the grades which the Ashabi Kiram had attained by having the honor of being together with our Prophet No other mujtahid was able to do so. Those who say that Imam Azham derived rules from his own mind, that he was not dependent upon the Quran and Hadiths, are disparaging millions of Muslims who have been worshipping for centuries on the earth with having been on a wrong and fabricated path 
and even with having been outside of Islam. Only blockheaded and ignorant people who are unaware of their own ignorance or the enemies of Islam who want to demolish, to spoil Islam, will say something of this sort. A few ignorant people, a few zendiks, memorizing a few hadiths and presuming that Islam is no more than that, deny the rules of which they have not heard and of which they have no knowledge. Yes, an insect that has remained in the cavity of a rock will consider the earth and the sky as consisting of only that small hole. Thank you.